Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. I want to read you a tweet that quotes uh, a website called The Political Insider. This is the tweet. The steady erosion of free speech values is generational. Today's young people are far more censorious than those of 1980 or even 2000, and they won't grow out of it. While Zoomers are scared of being canceled, they accept this risk as part of their political ideology. Along with that tweet is a chart that showed an age breakdown of people who responded yes to the following statement. That statement is... My fear of losing my job or reputation due to something I said or posted online is a justified price to pay to protect historically disadvantaged groups. <laughs> the younger the group, the more acceptance of censorship. And that's according to the breakdown of ages of people who replied positively to that statement. Um, I think that is a bad thing because I think censorship overall is bad for business. I'll tell you why after this. The Recruiting Life is a newsletter that gives a whimsical view of the world of work. It aspires to educate and entertain with articles, comics, videos, podcasts, contests, and more. It is produced on a weekly basis by yours truly, Jim Stroud, and is supported by readers like you. Topics in this newsletter include the future of work, current labor trends, sourcing passive candidates, and more. Subscribe now and receive it every Monday in your email by going to jimstroud.com slash subscribe. That's jimstroud.com slash subscribe. Link in the podcast description. Don't wait. Subscribe now. Operators are standing by. Censorship refers to the act of suppressing or prohibiting ideas, images, or words that are deemed offensive by certain individuals or groups. This can occur when personal, moral, or political values are imposed on others. While censorship is frequently associated with government policies, it can also be executed by private organizations, religious groups, and educational institutions. And like most issues, there are pros and cons to censorship. Here are some arguments for the pro side of censorship. Censorship can keep children safe. In today's society, parents face the daunting task of safeguarding their children from harmful influences, with content accessible almost everywhere, including some that evade parental filters and kid-friendly apps. There is a risk of exposing children to mature content that they are not ready to handle. Censorship protects the rights of artists, innovators, and inventors. Preventing plagiarism and intellectual property theft lays a foundation of a thriving economy. Without some level of protection, your work can easily be stolen by someone who can produce it at a lower cost. 
the acceptable forms of censorship that we have in place enable small businesses, and enterprises for that matter, to remain competitive in the market. Censorship is the foundation of our rating system. Did you know that uh, prior to 1984, films were rated either PG or R? But the introduction of the PG-13 rating was necessitated after concerned parents expressed their dissatisfaction with movies like Indiana Jones and The Temple of Doom. A good movie, by the way. Music ratings provide us with an indication of whether the lyrics contain explicit content, allowing us to decide whether we wish to listen to a particular song or not. TV ratings help us identify shows that are suitable for our preference or for family viewing, just as movie ratings serve as a guide to help us determine whether a particular film is appropriate for our needs. I think the cons of censorship greatly, <laughs> greatly outweigh the positives. For example, if the government is in charge of regulating people's access to information, individuals are no longer accountable for their own actions. This practice relinquishes control over ethics, morality, and standards to whoever is responsible for enforcing these policies. Once somebody surrenders their ability to think, feel, and act independently to another person, organization, or elected representative, it becomes easier to let go of more decision-making power over their lives. Rather than being treated as individuals, censorship turns people into controllable sheep. But I digress. All of that is how censorship affects society. Um, how does it affect the workplace? Well, one way is mental fatigue. Here's a quote from uh, Texas A&M Today. is holding back from telling a risque joke, suppressing a comment that could be unintentionally rude or insensitive, or avoiding controversial topics altogether. Self-censoring speech and conduct at work comes from a good place, research shows, but it could also leave employees feeling mentally fatigued. According to new findings co-authored by Texas A&M University's Joel Koopman, Engaging in what the researchers call workplace political correctness can come at a cost, even if it's motivated by a desire to be inclusive and understanding of coworkers' different backgrounds and perspectives. Suppressing or modifying words and actions is energy intensive, Koopman said, and has the potential to backfire outside of the office. Political correctness is a behavior that should be useful for maintaining harmony in the workplace, and indeed, people were more likely to be politically correct when they were particularly focused on the needs and sensitivities of their co-workers, Koopman said. Yet, in so doing, employees became depleted and were then both angry toward and withdrawn from their spouses in the evening. This is not a great trade-off. Whew. 
Ooh, so in other words, the frustration from being politically correct at work will eventually frustrate you at home. And I imagine all that agitation at home will inevitably boomerang back to the office. And if that is the case, a very tense workplace culture will bloom and grow. Good luck retaining talent in that kind of atmosphere, but that's not the worst of it. These days, censorship in the workplace is typically the result of woke policies, and woke policies tend to stifle innovation, making your company less competitive and thus hindering its growth. Here are three ways that can happen. One, fear of offending. Woke policies can create a culture of fear where employees are afraid to speak up and share their ideas. This fear can come from the risk of being labeled as problematic or offensive for offering ideas or opinions that do not align with the company's woke values or diversity initiatives. This fear of offending can lead to employees self-censoring or holding back their ideas which ultimately hinders innovation. Two, groupthink. Woke policies can lead to groupthink where employees conform to a particular ideology or mindset. This can stifle creativity and result in a lack of diversity of thought, which can limit innovative ideas and approaches. Three, focus on social justice over business goals. Woke policies may prioritize social justice issues over the company's business goals. While it is important to address issues of social justice and diversity, focusing too heavily on these issues can detract from the company's core business objectives. This can lead to a lack of innovation and a failure to achieve important business milestones. For example, Victoria's Secret rebranded itself to be more inclusive and diverse featuring a wider range of body types in its advertising campaigns and eliminating its famous fashion show. However, these efforts were not successful in revitalizing the brand and in 2020, it was announced that Victoria's Secret would be sold to a private equity firm. I'm looking again at the tweet I cited at the beginning of the podcast. In the tweet is a chart showing the age background of people who responded positively to the statement, quote, my fear of losing my job or reputation due to something I said or posted online is a justified price to pay to protect historically disadvantaged groups, end quote. The oldest group uh, in this chart age is age uh, 61 and older. They were the most opposed to censorship and the group 18 to 25 was the most favorable to it. Hmm. <laughs> While it's true that different generations may have varying attitudes towards censorship, it's important to consider the potential negative effects on the workplace if the incoming generation is accepting of censorship and sees nothing wrong with it. For instance, if censorship is normalized, it could lead to a culture of self-censorship and fear of speaking up, which could stifle creativity and innovation. Additionally, if certain viewpoints are suppressed or censored, it could lead to a lack of diversity of thought 
and potentially harm the organization's ability to solve problems and adapt to changing circumstances. Therefore, it's important for companies to foster a culture of open communication where employees can freely express their ideas without fear of backlash or discrimination. The expression, get woke, go broke, exists for a reason. Well, my time is up. I thank you for yours. I'll see you again real soon right here with a brand new episode of the Jim Stroud Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out to me. I can be reached by email at jimstroud at jimstroud.com. And one last favor, if I may ask, please rate this podcast. Uh, Five stars is preferred, (laughs) but uh, please uh, comment uh, with your honest opinion. I really appreciate that. All right. Okay, until next time, bye-bye. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.